0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I am Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, April 15th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: Russia's flagship in the Black Sea, the Moskva, or Moscow in Russian, has sunk. Russia claims the missile cruiser suffered an accident with its ammunition, but Ukraine says it hit the ship with two Neptune missiles. If confirmed, it will be another blow to Russia's war effort
0: and morale. The European Union may soon debate a major escalation of its sanctions against Russia, a ban on oil imports. Such a move could bring real economic pain to Europe, which depends on crude from Moscow. And a ban might bring political upheaval if it leads to big price hikes. The New York Times reports EU leaders would almost certainly hold off on an oil embargo until after France's presidential runoff election on April 24th, so as to not help right-wing populist candidate Marine Le Pen. At the TED conference in Vancouver yesterday afternoon, Elon Musk was interviewed on stage about buying Twitter. He said, I don't care about the economics at all. That statement might not sit well with, say, shareholders, or Twitter's board, or, come to think of it, mutual or hedge fund managers. Musk would likely need to help finance the deal. Musk also admits he only decided to try a takeover within the past week, and he doesn't know who would run the company or how he would handle content moderation, among other issues.
1: The family of Patrick Leoya want the officer who shot their son identified and charged. An officer in Grand Rapids, Michigan shot Leoya in the head following an altercation that ensued from a traffic stop. Here's civil rights attorney Ben Crump. You see a police officer escalate a minor traffic stop into a deadly execution. Lioya's family, who came to the U.S. to escape war in Congo, spoke publicly Thursday. The prosecutor on the case says it'll take some time to decide whether charges are warranted.
0: The Republican National Committee announced it's pulling out of the bipartisan commission that organizes presidential debates. The GOP has complained that the Commission on Presidential Debates favors Democrats, although a Republican member of the group publicly said that the accusations are not true and undermine trust in the democratic process. The RNC says debates will still happen, but it's unclear how they'd be organized or what they'll look like. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at therefresh@insider.com. At Coming up, we talk about the difficult juggling act of being a working parent during the pandemic and some tips to help those parents out there manage it all. Webex is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com hybridwork.
1: The FDA has approved the first COVID-19 breath test. The device, which is about the size of a carry-on suitcase, can give results in about three minutes, and studies show it's effective. That's particularly good news as cases are surging in the Northeast, where notables from Nancy Pelosi to Sarah Jessica Parker have recently tested positive. It's unclear whether we're seeing the start of another surge. Experts are hopeful increased immunity from prior waves, plus more widespread treatments will be enough to lessen its impact.
0: The U.S. Treasury says North Korean hackers stole $625 million in cryptocurrency from the Ronin Network. The hackers are part of the Lazarus Collective, which took down Sony back in 2014. This attack targeted the blockchain that supports a play-to-earn cryptocurrency game called Axie Infinity, which is super complicated to explain, but all you need to know is that the Treasury and FBI are on the case. If Ethereum-based online games are your thing, the Ronin Network should be brought back online by the end of the month. The chief of the World Health
1: Organization wants people to pay attention to the humanitarian crises outside of Ukraine. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus says, while the crisis in Ukraine has large impact, even a fraction of the world's attention isn't going to places like Yemen or Ethiopia. A fraction. And I need to be blunt and honest that the world is not treating the human race same way. Some are more equal than others.
0: Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are headed to the Netherlands for the Invictus Games, which begin tomorrow. But they told CNN that they made a pit stop to visit Harry's 95-year-old grandmother. You may have heard of her, Queen Elizabeth II. It's Harry and Meghan's first joint visit to the UK and Buckingham Palace since the pair quit as working royals in January 2020. When's the last time you stepped
1: outside, huh? Got some fresh air? It's okay. You don't have to answer that. But you may want to know that National Park Week starts tomorrow. And to celebrate, the National Park Service is offering free entry tomorrow, Saturday, to all of its 423 sites. Now, it's just one day and only about 100 of the most popular parks even charge fees the rest of the year. But still, enjoy.
0: Since the start of the pandemic, rates of anxiety, depression, and loneliness are skyrocketing, especially among young people. This mental health crisis is taking a toll on working parents who have to split their time between meetings and worrying about their children's mental well-being. Insider's Rebecca Knight has two children, they're 14 and 11, and she reached a breaking point recently.
2: So I knew that I had a, a meeting, but I also had a parent-teacher conference about some some stuff that was going on in my daughter's classroom that I was a little concerned about. And so I had the meeting with her teachers, which was emotional. I'm not going to lie I, I i got I got emotional, and then I had to go immediately into a meeting with my team and talk about goals for the quarter. and, and it was a, it, I was distraught. I was it, this is an experience that I think a lot of working parents are having right now because they are trying to fit a lot of, a lot into their work days as you always are, but there's also a lot of mental health challenges going on with kids.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So I obviously can't identify, unfortunately, because I'm not a parent yet. But what is it like to be a working parent right now?
2: Two years into this wrenching pandemic. And we know, I think a a task force just came out recently saying that kids eight years old, every single kid eight years old should be screened for anxiety because we know the mental health challenges that kids lost so much when schools were shut. They lost a lot of opportunities to socialize with their peers. They lost uh, face-to-face interaction with teachers, and so we are really consumed with their well-being, and and are they okay? And this is a question we find ourselves asking all the time, including when we're in the middle of our workday and we should be in a Zoom meeting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, being a working parent, obviously, juggling is nothing new for you. But what is so different about now?
2: I've often reflected on this thinking to myself, is it harder to be a working parent today than it was for my parents' generation? Mm-hmm. And I've come to the conclusion that, yes, it is harder. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Number one, we didn't have social media when we were kids. So there's that element that we have that's sort of adding to our worries and concerns about their development. And then our work lives are just so much more intense. All of us carry around these little machines in the form of our smartphones that are filling our inboxes and our Slack channels with things we should be doing and thinking about for work. Um, And and so it's just, it's really hard to shut off.
0: Yeah. And it, it seems it's a very difficult to win sort of scenario. What can employers do to help?
2: I mean, as you said yourself, you're not a parent, but this pandemic has affected you. It's affected all of us. Employers need to understand on a human dimension people are still struggling, the pandemic is not over. And so acknowledging that it's happening, trying having individual managers say to their employees, but in particular, their working parents who have to have a lot of caregiving responsibilities, hey, Maybe you're going through something. Uh, Let me know if I can help.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I I like that it's even just as simple as just checking in and saying, is there anything I can do just from a very basic level? But, you know, Rebecca, I do consider you an expert in a lot of things. (laughs) And so, I I mean, you've been been doing this thing for a while, you know, both being a working journalist and being a mother. So what advice do you have for working parents out there when they're having a tough time with their child or with work? How do you handle all of this?
2: This one woman I spoke with, Sarah Peck, she is the founder of Startup Parent, which is a community for women executives. And she talked about the idea of using your calendar blocking and using it as liberally as you can. If you're going to speak to your child's teacher or therapist, give yourself time to regroup, recover, take that time, have a little cry, journal if it helps. This is a lesson that I learned the hard way last week. Uh, in, in trying to do something back to back to back. Mm. And you said I'm an expert, but I've never had a 14-year-old before. This is my first time parenting a 14-year-old. And so I'm a novice at that. Uh, so so I think that just having a little bit of, don't being so hard on yourself. We're gonna get through, but but it is gonna take some time.
0: That's good advice. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Rebecca Knight is a senior correspondent for Insider covering careers and the workplace.
1: Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
0: The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Dave Smith.
1: And Rebecca Ibarra. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider.
0: Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.